Snake eyes on the clock. This Texans game is over. So join me on the field, in the locker room, in the tunnels, wherever, post-game, along with my good pal John Harris, the radio sideline reporter, as we break down a little bit of what just happened with your Texans in today's game. And please take a moment to like, subscribe, and review this podcast. There's nothing else like it. Nobody else is on the field post-game like this covering your Texans. Here we go. Hey, John Harris, do you need a cigarette? No, I'm good. I'm I good. need a cigarette after yeah, a game like that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you say about that. I, You know, I looked up the clock, and when, when Otten caught the ball, the first thing I thought of was, well, I think there's enough time to at least get a shot at the end zone. And, you know, maybe, maybe just a... Hail Mary, but you're at least going to have a shot, seemingly. But they put 10 seconds back on the clock for 49 seconds. So when he scored, it was only 46. So I thought, ooh, that's not – I think we can do something with that. So CJ went to work, and he got a couple of drive starters, and then he hit the ball to tank. And then it was like, okay, there's a couple of shots at the end zone here. And he just got tank in the back of the end zone just beautifully. I mean, I don't know what you say about that drive. I mean, I've seen a lot of games this building. Uh, there have been very, very few that have ever gone that way. That was, that was incredible to watch. It was incredible to be down there and experience it. And, you know, I give credit to the fans. You know, that was the loudest I've heard this place in a long time. I, I, Probably I, since the playoff game. Yeah. The Texans won against the Bills. And that's why, you know, when, when Tavier forced that fumble, I was kind of hoping that we we're going to get on it. And it was going to be over right there because that's the kind of play, you know, you knock the fumble out, you get on it, and the crowd goes nuts. But I guess it ended a different way than <laughs> maybe it was supposed to. I don't know. Think about that last drive, okay? You might, if you hadn't seen the game, you might look at that last drive and think, oh, well, that was uh, the Bucks playing a prevent type of defense. And right. they, No, they were carving them up deep, getting explosive plays all day long. And what did we hear coming into this game? Run up to the game, not enough explosive plays by the Texans. And it was just one, one week does not make a season, but goodness gracious, the explosion today from everyone, yeah. Tank Dell, Noah Brown. I mean, Noah Brown, he's been back three games. He's had a 31-yard or longer catch in each yeah. of those three games. Yeah, we were talking about that during the broadcast, the impact Noah Brown's had. Uh, I mean, Robert Woods, we miss him badly, especially on third down, but Noah Brown's been incredible. But, you know, the fact you have three guys over 100 yards, and one of them Dalton was Schultz, Nico. too. Yeah, three guys over 100 yards, and Nico's not one of them. And Nico had a good game start. And he did, yeah. And Nico has the touchdown. I mean, I, I asked Dalton Schultz, I said, you know, what does it say about the fact that you have three guys that catch 100, Nico's got three, you know, running backs caught the ball at the backfield. He goes, it's our quarterback, man. It's our quarterback. And to have a game like that, but the way it started, it started so wonky. But to have a game like that and to perform the way that, that uh, he did today, it was just, I don't know how you put it in the words, man, but every single time in that second half, he just stepped up, made one play after the next when the running game really couldn't get going. It was like CJ said, man, I got this. We're good. Uh, I'll take care of it. You say wonky. I, I was going to say this is easily one of the weirdest games in yeah. team history, yeah. given the opponent, and then given Daria Gumbawale comes out of nowhere to kick. <laughs> yeah. Now, he's, he's got a long backstory, and you're going to hear quite a bit about it, yeah. but I've talked with him in the past. He's got a good soccer background, and I'm guessing they didn't want Cam Johnston kicking because he's coming back from the injury, or he right. came back from That's the injury. They probably don't want him re-aggravating it, and then you're down two guys right. that are your specialists. And then you got to change holders at that point. So if there's a different holder, if the Cam is kicking, so there's a lot of things going on with that. Dari handled it like a champ, and I, I went talk to him in the locker room, and the first thing he said was, I could have made those extra points, too. And those would have been big extra points at the time, but, you know, you, you kind of live and you learn with it, and he knocked home the one they needed to have, and I was back there, as I always am, back behind the goalpost, and as soon as he kicked it, I just screamed in Mark's ear, he made it! <laughs> so I'm sure Mark probably channeled all that energy into his call, but, you know, this is one of those wins, Drew, where I don't know really what to call it, but 
it was everybody. It took everybody to get this win. It's like an organization win. It, it took everybody to get every single inch and ounce. You lost, yeah, you lost like eight guys during the course of the game. <laughs> just in the game alone to injury, and you went into it without Sheldon Rangins. You yeah. went into it without Robert Woods, like right. you mentioned, without a Brevin few Jordan, other guys. Damian Brevin, Jordan, Pierce. Damian Pierce. You're, yeah. yeah, you're leading your best offensive player from last year. Yeah, I mean, with all that going down, you just, you know, that's why it kind of stung when Otten makes that catch, because you're like, God, you've given everything to win this game. Everything. And now they're going to steal one. And you had enough time, you had enough timeouts because it was managed properly. And you go down and you get a win. It was fantastic. So, um, you know, I'm going to go talk to D'Amico Ryans here. We got a lot to talk about, which will be kind of interesting for sure. Yeah, let's wrap this up, man, because we've walked from the radio studio here to the auditorium. But Texans are now four and four. Long time since the Texans have been at 500 this late in a season. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to show with D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud and everybody is meant to this organization. And, you know, the, each week, you know, Chris Strausser off his line coach is walking by us, and his guys in pass protection today were absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, it's an organization win. And so now you go to Cincinnati and you let it all hang out. Cincinnati's playing good ball. You go there and you just, you know, you fight fire with fire, and hopefully you get some of these guys back and go to battle. Texans haven't lost in Cincinnati in a long time, John. Okay. <laughs> Let's go get a win. Let's go do it. This is fun, John. That was fun with John. And just for the record, I don't smoke. Neither does John. It's that old joke. Hey, you need a cigarette after that one. But anyways, big win for the Texans. That's not all for today's podcast, however, because I was on the field with Tank Dell. You know, Tank Dell, two touchdowns, over 100 yards receiving, two monster catches, one of which was the score to end the game on that final possession. It was wild. And here's some of the fun post game that happened with Tank and myself. Tank. What the heck did we just see? Man, uh, we all just stuck together as a team, man. You know, God make a way for everything, man. So just kept God first. We kept on going, and, you know, CJ delivered a great ball. The offensive line was black and great, and we just did what we did. He delivered a lot of great balls today, two of them in particular to you on that final drive. What, what was happening there on that last possession? Because they take the lead. You got to get a touchdown, and you guys come up big. Man, that's something we work on at practice all week, every day. Like, we do two-minute drills, um, going into halftime, two-minute drills, going into the um, trying to score at the, at the end of the game. So that's something we work on, and we just execute it. Two touchdowns on the day for you. You crack 100 yards. You ever had a better day than this? Man, I just give all the glory to God, man. We got to also talk about your kicker. You got two kickers, Kaimi Fairbairn, Daria Gumbawale. Did you know he had that in him today? Definitely didn't, but he just showed us today, man. Um, shots out to Dar Daria, and um, he did what he had to do, man. He executed for sure. So, and shots out to the fans, man. We love y'all. All right, what does this say about the offense? Lots of explosive plays from the beginning to the end. When we all just put out all the pieces together, man, we could um, go out here and do some great things. That's all that is. Um, Keep running the ball, throwing the ball, and put, CJ putting the ball in the air and executing, and you know we can go a long way. All right, let's hear it for this guy. Number three, Tank Dell and the Houston Texans, four and four now on the season. But hey, that's not all. I also went into the locker room and talked with Daria Gumbawale, the running back, who's got an interesting story from today because he kicked a field goal. He kicked off, and he said, as you'll hear from me, he could have even kicked some of those PATs. Here's Dare and me in the locker room after. The kicker, Dari yeah. Gumbawale. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy day. Crazy day. You and I have talked about your soccer background, but for the folks that don't know about it, tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, just grew up playing soccer, man. Uh, didn't start playing football until I was a junior in high school. Just was a soccer player growing up and uh, 
Never thought that it would uh, come end up working out like this, that I'd have to come and make some plays, but um, it, was, it was fun. It was a fun day. How did that all come about? Because Kaimi goes down, did you know this might be a circumstance, hey, if, if the kicker goes down, I'm, I'm the next guy up? Yes, I was always the emergency kicker. Um, last year, did a lot of stuff during camp. This year, not so much, but um, was always ready, I guess, just because I knew I was the emergency kicker on the depth chart. So um, once we heard Kaimi was down, I kind of started looking at the coaching staff, seeing if they were about to come to me and tell me I was up. And then right away they came, told me I was up and uh, had to kind of switch my mindset to making kicks. You drilled the field goal, but you, you think you could have made those PATs too, right? I feel like I could have, but I, I, coach was making some good decisions. Those two-point conversions were some good calls, so I was down with the calls too. Darren Gumbawale, thank you for the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. What a win. That is one we will not forget for a long, long time. Thanks so much for checking this out. Go to HoustonTexans.com, the Houston Texans mobile app for more. And remember, do us a favor. Please subscribe to this podcast and like it and send us a message on Twitter, at Doherty Drew, at Jay Harris Football. And we'll talk to you again. Until then, go Texans. 